Introducing the Two-Way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the Two-Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the Two-Way for yourself at NewBalance.com. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right, we have an emergency podcast here. Want to just give a quick reaction to the news we've all been waiting for here for a few weeks. Um, Miami has officially parted ways with offensive coordinator and wide receivers coach Josh Gaddis. Um, We will jump into our immediate thoughts on that move um, and provide some names here, maybe to know both at offensive coordinator and wide receivers coach uh, moving forward. Remember, Miami has already uh, an opening on their staff with quarterbacks coach Frank Ponce moving on to take the Appalachian State offensive coordinator job. So uh, there are a couple openings now on the staff officially at Miami on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, But before we jump into things here in depth, let's get a quick word in here from our sponsors. Attention business owners, I'm going to say three words you've probably heard of by now. Employee retention credit. If you're a business owner with W-2 employees and you haven't explored this program, you need to schedule a call with our friends at Foreman Law Offices, ASAP. The employee retention credit can put thousands of dollars back into the hands of business owners. However, the rules are complex and have changed many times since the inception of the program. You need to have a qualified law firm with experience in the ERC. Evaluate this for your business. You won't owe them a dime until you get paid. All you have to do is go to erclawyers.com and fill out the short questionnaire to schedule a call with their team. Two minutes may be worth thousands of dollars for your business. Get it done today. erclawyers.com. Tell them TTS sent you for Through the Smoke. This episode is also brought to you by Midway Sports, your one-stop shop for all of your sporting good needs, located just two miles south of the University of Miami. This locally owned small business has everything you would need to gear up for every sport. Their stocked up men's, women's, and kids selections has you and your family covered for all of your outdoor needs. Use promo code SMOKE15 for 15% off your online order at MidwaySports.com. Are you a business owner or manager in need of seasonal or temporary staff? Let the folks at LT Pro Enterprises assist. The folks at LT Pro Enterprises can help you find laborers for your business in the state of Florida with an expanding footprint to other states as well. Reach out to Lionel Torres at TorresLionel1, the number one, at gmail.com. LT Pro Enterprises your source for all of your staffing and labor needs. All right, Gabby, I don't really want to go through this whole 
Josh Gaddis retrospective, you know, on his one season here at Miami. Um, but I think it's fair to just quickly go through maybe why it didn't work out. And when I look at it, it comes down to a few things. I think he failed to connect with the quarterback room, um, you know, from a person to person standpoint. Um, and, and I think part of that is due to him being a wide receivers coach. I just think that's kind of an awkward marriage. I think it can be done, but I don't think it's ideal having a wide receivers coach as your offensive coordinator. I also think quite frankly, he failed to connect with the wide receiver room. Um, you know, I think just his personality rubbed a lot of people inside the building, uh, the wrong way. I don't think it necessarily rubbed Mario Cristobal the wrong way. I think they were like-minded in a lot of ways, uh, you know, in terms of being demanding coaches, uh, that hold their players to a high standard. Um, but you know, I think there wasn't much cohesion, I think both on the staff with Josh Gaddis on the field and off the field. And I think it's fair to say the players, you know, the more they are around him, the more there was an element at play of like, you know, we really don't want to play hard for this guy. And I think in college, you got to have your players playing hard for their coach. Um, And then, you know, the most important factor in all this, quite frankly, is the results weren't good Uh, against FBS opponents. So you take the Bethune-Cookman game out of the equation. Miami averaged only 19.4 points per game, which ranked 113th nationally, 4.8 yards per play, which ranked 105th nationally. You boil it down to ACC play. Miami's offense averaged only 17.8 points per game. Uh, and, And let's be real too, right? Miami didn't necessarily face a juggernaut of a schedule in 2022 from a defensive standpoint, uh, you know, in terms of the defensive opponents. Uh, And, you know, there was obvious areas in which Miami just wasn't getting it done and that you attribute it to coaching and, uh, you know, schematic approach, et cetera. And kind of the easiest one to point to was the inefficiency in the red zone. Uh, Miami scored a touchdown on only 54.1% of their trips inside the red zone, which ranked 101st nationally. Uh, So I think those are the areas, obvious, you could point to. uh, The results weren't there. This is a results-driven business. Um, I think it's fair to point out on the flip side, Gabby, that he was dealt some bad luck with injuries to key players. This team wasn't very deep. This team wasn't overly talented. Um, you know, so when players like Don Chaney and Trevante Citizen sustain injuries in camp, that's a big deal. When Xavier Restrepo is lost for what, seven games or so uh, before the Texas A&M game, that's a big deal. That's your best receiver. Zion Nelson, your best offensive lineman on paper, pretty much gone the whole season. That's a big deal. Other pieces of the offensive line getting picked off by injury as the season progressed as well. That's a big deal because Miami simply doesn't have much depth on the offensive line. So 
he was dealt some bad luck. Uh, I do think even if Miami brought back Gaddis this year, the offense would have improved. I really like the changes they've made, particularly on the offensive line with their personnel. I think that alone is going to help the offense operate and function at a much higher level in 2023. Um, but at the end of the day, you're judged on your results and they weren't there for Gaddis. Even noting these injuries, right? I still think um, Miami's output was poor relative to what they were working with and who they were going against. So I think it's justified to move on. And the last thing I'll say here, Gabby, is I don't want to go into details about why this is the case, but I am under the understanding that, you know, look, Josh Gaddis signed a big contract to come be the coordinator at Miami. Um, I'm of the understanding that that will not be an issue moving forward in terms of money being tied up into Gaddis uh, being a factor with uh, the Hurricanes pursuing their next offensive coordinator. So that's all I got to say about Gaddis. I don't know if you want to add anything else here, Gabby. Yeah, I mean, again, I think this was just kind of a writing on the wall type of move. Uh, I think it became pretty evident, uh, you know, I guess a few weeks ago. Uh, I mean, he, he really hasn't been around the program for the past two weeks. Um, just, I guess, just kind of talking just recent timeline and just, and just in terms yeah. of just like, yeah, this was a move that it seems like, uh, you know, behind the scenes, I mean, the parts had been kind of coming together. I mean, if you talk to people, you know, obviously, you know, off the record and stuff, I think everyone was basically under the impression that Josh Gaddis was just no longer with the program um, and all those types of things. And I think one thing, maybe again, not, we're not putting timelines on anything. That's something that obviously we, we, we learned last cycle, but it does seem like, you know, maybe they've been at least looking around over the past couple of weeks to see what this next move could be. Cause it does, it, it, I, I get the feeling that, you know, they were basically operating as though Josh Gaddis wasn't coming back. And that's really the reality of the situation. So um, yeah, you know, uh, I, I think that this move, you know, of course needed to be made and I'm definitely just again, looking forward to what's coming in terms of what Miami's next offense system will look like. And, uh, you know, this coaching pursuit, man, uh, this is a, this, this should be, it should be exciting times. The star Horton group is a real estate company that covers all of Miami Dade, Broward and Palm beach counties born and raised in Miami. Star is committed to growing his clients' wealth and securing their futures. One of the top realtors in the state, Star knows the ins and outs of the market to make sure his clients get the best possible value when they sell or buy. If you're looking to buy or sell or know someone who is, call or text Star directly at 561-573-4661. And here's the beauty. When you refer someone to Star, he will donate $250 to the Miami Hurricanes Athletic Fund in your name upon the closing of the deal. So to have a great real estate experience and help our Canes, call or text STAR today at 561-573-4661. Money can be the root of all evil when you don't understand it. A couple of bad decisions shouldn't continue to affect us years later, and the path to recovery shouldn't be as painful as the regret. Everyone at some point needs help with their financial situation, and Pride Financial can lend that helping hand. Pride Financial offers a patient and judgment-free environment and will provide you with the knowledge and power you need to realize your dreams. Once they identify your goals, 
they will guide you to the finish line, holding your hand every step of the way. Repairing and building credit is only the first step. They'll educate you on a variety of banking and financial institutions, what resources they offer, and how to maximize funding for your financial needs. Gain access to a vast network of realtors and licensed dealers to receive outstanding deals on prime real estate and the newest vehicles to fit your lifestyle. They even offer education and services to assist those more involved on the business side of things. Text 305-393-7698 or email globalchoice underscore consulting at yahoo.com to book a free consultation with Pride Financial. And let's take pride in our finances. Yeah, and to add to your point, you know, look, I think internally, maybe they've had discussions, of course, about where they might want to go with offensive coordinators. But to my knowledge and my understanding, I don't think they've like actively had conversations with offensive coordinators already. So I don't think they're putting the the cart before the horse, et cetera. I think those conversations and reaching out to candidates specifically happens now. So let's talk about maybe some of the names to know. And, you know, I think this is going to be a two-part conversation here, Gabby. Um, We'll start with offensive coordinator names, and then we can pivot to wide receiver coach names. Um, In my opinion, you know, I think we learned that probably the best way to go is to hire an offensive coordinator that is also going to coach quarterbacks. And so that's where I'm going to focus the offensive coordinator names to know. And, you know, I kind of want to break this up. It's not perfect categories, but I want to break it up into like Mario guys first. Um, Just guys that are familiar with Mario Cristobal, how he operates, what he expects, et cetera, et cetera. Um, Because I do think in the coaching community, Mario Cristobal has a reputation of being a tough, demanding guy to work for. And so I think it helps when the coach that he works with, I think it's an advantage when he's pursuing guys that they know what they're getting into. Um, Because I think the word on the street in the coaching community on Mario Cristobal can be intimidating. Um, So right off the bat, I think there's two obvious names. Uh, at offensive coordinate potential offensive coordinator names uh, that are quote unquote Mario guys or have coached under Mario or tight with Mario in some regard. And the first name I think to know there is James Coley. Um, and quite frankly, this to me is a versatile name. I think, you know, I, if I'm going to make some prediction on this podcast, I think James Coley comes back to Miami in some regard. Is that straight up as the offensive coordinator? Is that is that as the co-OC wide receivers coach? Is that as a co-OC other position coach? I don't know at this point, but I do think he comes back to Miami in some regard. And so let's talk about him as a potential coordinator candidate. Uh, he worked under Mario as a coordinator at FIU. I do have reason to believe that Mario tried to hire him in that same role when he was at Oregon and Coley was at Georgia, uh, but Coley wasn't ready to leave Georgia at that time. 
And of course, you know, James Coley served as, as Miami's offensive coordinator um, not too long ago. And, you know, there were some seasons when I think the offense had a solid output under his leadership. Um, you know, back in 2013, averaged 33.8 points per game. Uh, and when he was the coordinator at Georgia in 2019, that offense averaged 30.8 points per game. To me, this would be a move to uh, build cohesion on the staff. I think, I think from a vibe perspective, like, of course, you know, Mario Cristobal needs to go out and hire the best fit, the guy he thinks is the best fit for this job. But I think a big part of this hire is going to be how is he fit personality-wise on the staff and with the players, et cetera. Um, and I think James Coley would check those boxes. He's also, of course, an excellent recruiter. Uh, I mean, Gabby, you look at his uh, history. Oh, yeah. I'm looking at it right now. I'll just go through the big names. Monster names. Shamar Stewart, Tyson Campbell, LaMarcus Joyner, Isaiah Wilson, Chad Thomas, George Pickens, Nick O'Leary, Tyreek Stevenson, James Cook, Mark Walton, Brad Kaya, Kenny McIntosh, Jaquan Johnson, Bjorn Werner, Gus Edwards. Those are all NFL players. Those are a bunch of all-conference players, um, big-time names. Um, so I think the other point with James Coley is pairing him with Mario Cristobal on the trail would be dynamite. And I do, this is my opinion, Gabby. I don't know if you agree. You don't have to agree. Um, but in my opinion, I think Miami needs to level up its staff in general with elite recruiters. I think they have good recruiters right now. I think they need to go out and add some elite recruiters to pair with Coach Cristobal because I think Coach Cristobal covers a lot of holes um, on the staff with the recruiting. And uh, you give him a guy like James Coley, and I think the results would be dynamite. I think another heavyweight like that in recruiting always helps. Let's say like, you know, let's say Mario Cristobal was able to cover all those holes and do it on his own. And that'd be totally fine. Like that, that's cool. But when you can add another big time guy like James Cooley, who really went head to head with Mario Cristobal for Shamar Stewart. I mean, just recently yeah. and, you know, took Shamar Stewart from, from pace, uh, you know, to Texas A&M. I mean, th that, that alone shows like what James Cooley is capable of. And, Again, you kind of look at the crop of talent that's kind of coming up here in the next few cycles. And it seems to be, again, I mean, this, uh, you know, Florida is always going to be one of the best at producing talent. And, you know, if you can keep some of those elite guys home and James Cooley can help you do so. I mean, I think whenever you can add an elite recruiter to the staff, you absolutely do so. And again, also, and, and for all the reasons that you mentioned too, the cohesion, the familiarity, all those different things. And then James Cooley is just a good, I mean, he's a good option wherever you put him on staff. David, you mentioned a few different potential spots. I mean, if you can get James Cooley to Miami uh, in some sort of role, I think it absolutely levels up the recruiting in general. And again, that's all, that's ultimately, uh, you know, Mario Cristobal's bread and butter. It's about leveling up the talent. That's what they're here yes. trying to do to this roster. And I think James Cooley, again, the way Mario can fill holes, I think James Cooley, you know, even just again, I think he just kind of raises even the floor of what the recruiting efforts can be down here. And I yes. think whenever you can do that, uh, you know, you absolutely, you know, of course. And so James Cooley to me would be, 
uh, a home run option. Is it as an offensive coordinator? I, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I guess, I guess we'll wait and see. I guess it could be. Um, but again, if you can add James Cooley to the staff, I think you go ahead and do that. However, you, you know, you figure that out. Yeah. And you know, he definitely would not be a sexy hire at offensive coordinator, but he would be a sexy hire as a co-OC position coach. Um, and let's just say he is hired as the offensive coordinator. He is a guy that will run the type of offense Mario wants to run, which is power spread, uh, control the ball with some explosive elements to that offense as well. But you nailed it. Mario Cristobal strongly believes, and I agree with him, that the biggest issue for Miami that they need to improve on right now on the field is the talent level. And that's going to take time through recruiting. James Coley helps address that um, need. So let's move on to another obvious name that could be a quote unquote Mario guy. And that's Marcus Arroyo. He is recently the fired head coach at UNLV. He was the offensive coordinator under coach Cristobal at Oregon. Most notably in 2019, the ducks averaged 433 yards per game and 35.4 points per game. Uh, he does run the type of offense again, Mario wants to run, which is the power spread. He is a Todd Munkin disciple. Todd Munkin is of course the offensive coordinator at Georgia. Um, the one thing I'll say about Marcus Royo, though, um, in terms of maybe the negative box or whatever negative column, he's kind of a West coast guy. Um, you know, I don't, uh, I should have his bio pulled up, but I don't know if he's coached east of the Mississippi. Um, not that that's like the biggest, biggest deal, um, but I do think it's just something to note. So Marcus Arroyo, Gabby, I don't know if you're overly familiar with him, um, but to me, he's kind of just an obvious name that's floating out there due to the ties at Oregon. And again, I think there is a benefit to a coach being familiar with coach Cristobal, knowing whether the word on the street about him is real or not. And, uh, knowing what to expect if you do join coach Cristobal staff. Uh, another thing that I feel like, you know, you noted here in, in, you know, in your hot board, David, uh, just kind of like the buyout. So he's owed $2.3 million from UNLV and not that Miami needs to, you know, go bargain hunting at offensive coordinator. But I do think that opens things up to maybe go get like, let's say a big, big time wide receiver coach where you can open up the checkbook a little bit more and being like, okay, maybe we can, sure. you know, add more resources here. And then, you know, again, keep that cohesion, that familiarity. And again, Marcus Arroyo was an offensive coordinator that, that you know, that ended up getting a head coaching gig, you know, after that stint with Oregon. And you, you look at the numbers. I mean, people always talk about, you know, the Oregon offenses and the Justin Herbert stuff. I mean, but you're talking, I mean, you tell me if you'll take 433 yards per game and 35.4 points per game. So, um, I don't know. That sounds pretty fantastic to me right now. Um, so, I mean, again, Marcus Arroyo, I feel like is a, another realistic option that I think, again, gives Miami maybe some financial flexibility to go uh, get someone else that, uh, you know, again, a, a receiver coach, whatever the case may be, uh, allocate resources elsewhere where they can, you know, maybe get another big time hire somewhere else. The other name I'll know, and this isn't like as strong of a connection to note uh, as the previous two that have worked under Coach Cristobal. But another name I think worth highlighting in this regard is Jake Peets. Uh, 
Jake Peets, he's he's definitely an under the under the radar guy. Um, he's currently an offensive assistant with the Los Angeles Rams, and I think it should be noted, like Coach Cristobal is known as a big time admirer of Sean McVay and his offensive system. He loves the LA Rams offensively and what they do. Um, it's a big reason why last cycle, last coaching cycle. He was highly interested in Liam Cohen, uh, who was at Kentucky at the time. Liam Cohen later went and joined the Rams as the offensive coordinator. He's now back at Kentucky. How realistic is going and getting Liam Cohen now? I don't know, right? I don't know the contract language, but reportedly Liam Cohen has uh, signed a $1.7 million deal to be the offensive coordinator at Kentucky. So you would think that'd be tough, but Jake Peets is also on the LA Rams staff this year. He's an offensive assistant in 2021. He was the LSU offensive coordinator during Ed Orgeron's last year there. Of course, Mario Cristobal and Ed Orgeron are close. Uh, Ed Orgeron's son, Cody, is what, a graduate assistant or a quality control guy for this UM staff now. Um, and then also, too, um, we all know Mario Cristobal's affinity for Alabama, Nick Saban, his program, his coaching tree. Uh, Jake Peets has two coaching stints at Alabama. In 2013, he was an offensive analyst at Alabama, uh, which overlaps with Coach Cristobal's time there. And in 2018, Jake Peets was also an offensive analyst at Alabama, which of course was the Tua, Tua Tagovailoa year uh, when they had just ridiculous talent. Uh, Henry Ruggs, Jerry Judy, uh, Devontae Smith, Jalen Waddell at wide receiver, uh, Josh Jacobs, Najee Harris at running back. Just ridiculous. Uh, um, just, just kind of saying that out loud now, a few years later, like with the hindsight <laughs> of that is kind of nuts. Ridiculous. So Basically, what I'm saying is he has that pixie dust uh, of L.A. Rams and Alabama sprinkled on him, which I do think Mario Cristobal finds intriguing. Um, now, I will say um, he was widely rumored to be Matt Rule's preferred choice at Nebraska. I think he's a Nebraska grad. Jake Peets is a Nebraska grad. And he was widely rumored to go be the offensive coordinator for Matt Rule. He worked for Matt Rule at the Carolina Panthers, both as a running backs coach and quarterbacks coach. Um, and he turned that opportunity down. So would he want to join Miami? I think that's a fair question to ask uh, in terms of just going back down to the college ranks. Uh, but, you know, you look at the 2021 LSU numbers when Pete's was the offensive coordinator there. Uh, the Tigers had the number five passing offense in the SEC. Uh, I don't think he had an ideal quarterback situation to work with, but I think he maximized that, uh, you know, talent he was working with there. His quarterback that year primarily was Max Johnson, who threw for 2,800 yards that year and 27 touchdowns while throwing only um, – six interceptions. So uh, did a solid job in his one year at LSU. Um, when he was with the Carolina Panthers, he uh, was part of a staff, of course, that 
uh, drew it up for Christian McCaffrey. Um, so he understands how to involve playmakers in many different ways. Again, is he a sexy pick? I don't know about that, but I do think he would bring some interesting, modern, balanced, NFL-style ideas um, to the college game. And I think if you add, if you have Jake Pete coaching quarterbacks and dialing it up, and you surround him with a dynamic recruiting wide receiver coach and maybe other changes on the offensive staff in terms of recruiting, I think that could be dynamite. Any thoughts on Jake Pete's? Yeah, no, I, I love the, I mean, again, I think the Rams Alabama connection makes sense. I mean, both the two organizations that uh, it feels like Mario Cristobal has, you know, deep, uh, you know, deep, deep respect for. So I think all those connections make sense. And again, I think the, those are things that matter when they go through this coaching search. I think you brought up a great point. Does Jake Pete want to come back to the college level? Uh, if you turn down his alma mater, uh, you know, I guess that's probably the spot where maybe I had the most like, oh, well, I mean, who knows if this is uh, uh, if this is like actually something that's, you know, going to be possible or maybe just, I don't know, whatever the situation was. But I think as a, you know, the profile makes a lot of sense of, of what Mario Christmas is looking for, you know, in terms of just this next, you know, higher and, and whatever direction this goes. I think Jake Pete's, you know, definitely checks off a lot of those boxes that I bet he's looking for. There's also some intriguing former college head coaches, former or current, I should say college head coaches names that are out there. I don't really want to go too in depth on all these, but uh, Scott Frost is out there. He runs the type of power spread that Mario Cristobal wants. Uh, you know, Jason Candle, who Mario made a strong push at. He's the current head coach at Toledo. Uh, Mario made a strong push for him last year. And Jason Candle decided to stay at Toledo. You know, we saw this this previous, I mean, this recent here coaching carousel season, Sean Lewis go from being the head coach at Kent State to now being the offensive coordinator at Colorado. So that type of move is is probably going to become more and more commonplace as, quite frankly, power five offensive coordinators can get paid much more than head coaches at some of these G5 programs. Um I will note, though, of course, Candle is much more successful than Sean Lewis, <laughs> uh, but there is a precedent for that move, and that would be, in my opinion, a home run hire. I think Jason Candle's offense is tremendous, and it would be fun to watch here at Miami. Um, you know, Dan Mullen's a name I think just to throw out there, just to just to put it out there because you never know. But it's my understanding that he does want to keep doing the TV thing for maybe one more year. I think he's happy where he's at. Um, with that, I think, you know, his son's in high school. I don't know if he wants to uproot his family. Um, I also think Alabama who has an offensive coordinator opening as well right now, they made a, they reached out and Dan Mullen told Alabama as much. And so if Alabama can't get him, why would Miami be able to get him? I think that's fair to say. Uh, Paul Christ, who is the Wisconsin, uh, former Wisconsin head coach. Um, you know, he's a guy doesn't maybe, he doesn't run maybe the sexiest offense, but he has a history of successful offenses when he was the coordinator at Wisconsin before he was the head coach. Uh, most notably, you know, I think in 2011, he was the offensive coordinator at Wisconsin 
when their team, when their offense was led by a transfer and Russell Wilson. Um, he was also a successful offensive coordinator and quarterbacks coach at Oregon State back in 2003, 2004. Um, that year, they averaged 463 yards per game, uh, 328 passing yards per game. And that 2003 Beavers team was the first in NCAA history with a 4,000-yard passer, 1,500-yard rusher, and two 1,000-yard receivers. So you give the guy talent, he knows what to do with it. Um, you know, those are just some head coach. And then just young, I, I categorize these guys as young guns, uh, whether that's in the college ranks or the NFL. Tommy Reese, Notre Dame, offensive coordinator, Mario made a really strong push for him last year. It basically came down at the end of the day, um, you know, as the process progressed into what February, um, it basically came down one weekend to Josh Gaddis and Tommy Reese. I think Tommy Reese was his first choice. Tommy Reese turned him down, quickly pivoted to offer the job to Josh Gaddis who accepted it. Uh, again, I think Tommy Reese dials up the type of offense that, Mario Cristobal once, uh, Joe Brady, of course, um, successful coordinator at LSU, current quarterbacks coach with the Buffalo Bills, um, respected as kind of a bright mind. I don't know if he wants to come back down to college. I think he's all about this NFL life, but you never know. Brian Johnson, current offensive, uh, is he the current quarterbacks coach or offensive coordinator? Let me see. Quarterbacks coach for the Philadelphia Eagles kind of of that Dan Mullen tree, um, served as quarterbacks coach at Utah, Mississippi State, Houston, and Florida, was also an offensive coordinator at Florida. Uh, at the college level, coach quarterbacks like Dak Prescott, Derek King, Kyle Trask, and now, of course, with the Eagles, Jalen Hurts. He's kind of a young, up-and-coming guy and, uh, you know, might jump at the opportunity to dial up his own offense and uh, take that next step in his career. And we talked about Liam Cohen at Kentucky. Um, again, how feasible is that? One under the radar name I'd like to highlight, Gabby, is Kevin Johns at Duke. And, you know, not sexy. I get it. 47-year-old guy. Uh, but I think he did an impressive job with Duke last year. They kind of inherited a disaster there and turned that offense year over year from really poor to pretty good. And I think we saw in the Miami game specifically, um, you know, he made his imprint in that game in the red zone. Uh, I think Duke scored a touchdown on five of their seven red zone trips in that game. And quite frankly, he had Miami's players head spinning. Kevin Steele had no answers in the red zone. He had some really interesting play calls in the red zone, getting it done, scoring touchdowns. So he's a guy, I think, too. He's worked under Mike Norvell at Memphis, Cliff Kingsbury at Texas Tech, and Kevin Wilson at Indiana. So three highly respected offensive minds. So I don't know if any of those jump out to you, Gabby, uh, but those are just emptying out the names. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like a, a lot of them do. I think, I mean, Brian Johnson would be 
I think really, really exciting. It, I, I don't know if he wants to, again, take that next step. I mean, Joe Brady, of course, is a name that we talked about a ton last coaching search. Again, I don't know if he's going to want to come down to college. Um, John's at, at, at Duke, I think, is, you know, potentially an exciting one. Uh, I mean, I remember, I mean, just watching that Duke offense year over year was extremely, extremely impressive. So uh, you have to be, uh, you know, pretty excited about what that could look like at Miami if you were to, if you were to, you know, kind of make that move. And, and Tommy Reese, again, I just feel like if he would have left, you know, he was right. going to leave last coaching cycle with that opportunity to make a, you know, kind of make a killing at Miami. And, uh, you know, he decided to stay at his alma mater. Uh, but yeah, I think all really good options. I mean, I think all the names you threw together are all, you know, very feasible, um, all exciting and, you know, in, in different ways. Um, but yeah, you know, I, I, I'm really curious to see what direction this goes, because I do think that there's a number of, of options who could definitely make sense here in Coral Gables. Which one would excite you the most? In total, like out of that's everyone, like, that's like somewhat realistic. Mm, I don't know. I'm kind of intrigued, but I'm definitely intrigued by the 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 Jake Pete. I think Jason Candle still would be probably like the best again because I know that's who yeah. I think maybe was his first choice last coaching cycle. He just signed that buyout, the that that you know that new contract and all that stuff. A 1.2 million. It sounds like you know obviously the buyout would be kind of hefty and all that to get him out of that contract. But I think the salary for in terms of a salary, Miami could could definitely best it. I mean, I think the, you know, Dan Mullen stuff would be exciting, but again, doesn't sound like he's going to do that. Um, you know, Scott Frost would be like a lot of fun just because of like all that, you know, the, the excitement of, you know, what his offense can do and what it did at UCF. So, I mean, I would, I can definitely see a lot of these again, working out. I don't know if there's like one right now outside of Jason Candle where I'm just like, yeah, like make this happen right now. Yeah. I, I think the bottom line here is, you know, look, I think we uh like, the point is there's a lot of good candidates out there. There's sure. a lot of quality coaches out there. Um, and, you know, the bottom line is whoever it is, Mario Cristobal has to get the right fit. He has to hit on it this time. You can't, yeah. you can't strike out two carousel cycles in a row at offensive coordinator and expect to survive for long at any, any tenure. So uh, this is a huge hire for the trajectory of this Mario Cristobal era. And uh, we'll see what direction it takes. Um, all right, let's take another quick break here, Gabby. And we will get into wide receiver coaches. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period 
at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odyssey podcast. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, we are back. Let's wrap it up, of course, with wide receiver coach, because that is also a hole on the staff that needs to be filled. Gabby, you put out a nice little uh, wide receiver coach hot board 1.0. So I'll let you kind of lead the discussion here uh, on some of the names you provided. Yeah, uh, I mean, definitely, of course, with Josh Gaddis gone, uh, there's obviously a wide receiver coach vacancy. I mean, I think that there's some pretty intriguing names. I mean, I think that there's two that maybe stand out most to me. Uh, one that, uh, you know, I think just from a coaching standpoint, I think would be a pretty elite hire because of the resume and another uh, for similar reasons, but also because of the recruiting prowess. And I'll start with that one. That's Tyquan Underwood, uh, who's at Pitt, just 35 years old. So kind of fits the criteria as a as a young, uh, you know, hungry recruiter. Uh, for those that paid attention to like, you know, the the recruiting, you know, this past recruiting cycle, uh, Tyquan Underwood nearly got Hakeem Williams, uh, you know, the five star out of South Florida, Fort Lauderdale, Stranahan up to Pitt, got him up to the Steel City multiple times for a visit. Believe he took, a, you know, an official visit there as well. Um, so, you know, Tyquan Underwood, he played he played his football, his college football at Rutgers, spent some time there. Um, it, it, on Greg Schiano's staff. And I mean, I know Mario and uh, Greg Schiano obviously, uh, you know, know each other well. Uh, Taekwon yeah. Underwood, Taekwon Underwood recruits South Florida really, really well. Uh, this past cycle, I mean, I mentioned uh, Hiking Williams. He got, he signed Lamar Seymour, the former Miami commit, uh, got him to pit uh, and also signed a receiver in Jesse Anderson from Fort Lauderdale Cardinal Gibbons, got him up to, to pit as well. And then even in the, tw- in the 2024 class, he has a, he has a commitment from uh, Rick Darius Day-Day Farmer, who's a top 247 talent out of Cocoa Beach, uh, so or just Cocoa, Florida. So, uh, you know, Taekwon Underwood is a, is a guy that's very familiar with the South Florida football landscape. He's a really, really good recruiter. I think if you kind of throw that U logo on his chest, uh, I think yeah. the talent that Miami could acquire at wide receiver, which seems to be the position that maybe they need to, you know, maybe, you know, bolster the most that they need to yep. add the most talent to uh, Taekwon Underwood seems like a guy that will be able to attract some elite talent to South Florida, to Coral Gables. So he might be my number one option if, uh, if, you know, for Miami to go get at wide receivers. I think he'd be a grand slam home run fits the profile of what exactly Miami needs at their wide receiver coach, a young, hungry guy who likes recruiting um, at wide receiver. I think that, I think, just go get them, go figure it out, yeah. uh, do whatever it takes. I think that Shiano connection is huge um, because Mario and Greg Shiano are, are pretty tight. Um, also too, I don't know if you mentioned, but he spent time with the Miami yeah. Dolphins yep. in 2019 as a quality control guy. So he's lived in South Florida. Um, I would just, whatever it takes, go get that guy on my staff. But who else do you like? 
Yeah, I like the other one I like is Adam Henry. He's currently the co-offensive coordinator coach and wide receiver coach at Indiana. And uh, I feel like that's an interesting spot for him. I think he kind of got into the coaching carousel late last cycle because he was with the Dallas Cowboys. And it seemed like he kind of just took a, a college job, uh, in a, a, you know, an opportunity to be a co-coordinator receiver coach at Indiana. But I mean, this guy's coached up, you know, he's coached CD Lamb, Amari Cooper, both the Pro Bowl seasons uh, while with the Cowboys. Uh, he coached Jarvis Landry and Odell Beckham, both at LSU and then again with the with the Cleveland Browns. And both of them, you know, ended up having or maybe like Jarvis Landry with the Browns. He also coached uh, Odell Beckham Jr. Uh, with the Giants and both of them had Pro Bowl seasons under him. Uh, he had a he, he before he made it to the, you know, to the college level at LSU from 2012 to 2014, um, again, where he coached Landry and Odell Beckham. He he spent seven years in the NFL. So I think he's a guy with, you know, obviously the, you know, the Sunday ties. Uh, I think he's an elite teacher of the position. I think he's very, very highly respected, you know, within like the coaching industry as a wide receiver coach. Um, again, I, I'm not certain about his, you know, recruiting chops and all that stuff, but his resume is, is pretty elite and, uh, he's coached some, some big time talent. So Adam Henry is definitely a name that I think, uh, would be interested, honestly, just kind of based on some conversation that I've had this morning. Uh, it sounds like he would be open to, you know, listening or just be really interested in the wide receiver coaching vacancy, uh, that Miami has right now. And again, I think he would be a good, you know, just coaching option if it's just about, you know, developing the, the talent long-term. I like that one. I think I'll just add two names here. We can get out of here. But of course, we already talked about James Coley. He has coached wide receivers in his career as well. And he is, of course, is a dynamic recruiter. I also, uh, I'm intrigued by the idea of T. Martin, the former Tennessee volunteer quarterback, former USC slash Tennessee. I believe he was offensive coordinator at yeah. both those spots. He's currently with the Baltimore Ravens as the wide receivers coach. His son, Caden Martin, uh, is on the baseball team at yeah. Miami. Freshman. Uh, freshman. So, And I think he's been a national recruiter of the year For sure. uh, in his past. So um, he checks that box. You know, I don't know if he has any type of connection to Mario Cristobal. I don't know if he's the type of guy that uh, would get along with Mario Cristobal in terms of wanting to work for him. Uh, but if he does, I think that would be a big time hire as well um, with, you know, he's got the offensive coordinator experience. He's got the NFL experience and he is a willing big time recruiter. So He's an intriguing name to me. Yeah, I'm just kind of looking at the talent that he's acquired. Uh, Juju Smith-Schuster, uh, Nelson Aguilar, Robert Woods are some guys he's coached. He also got Amon Ross St. Brown, who's crushing it in, in the league for the Detroit Lions. He's also, he's also uh, he recruited Michael Pittman, who, you know, who is with the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, he's recruited South Florida, got Jamil Cook uh, from down here up to USC. And then he's gotten some defensive backs to Jack Jones, uh, Iman Marshall and Adari Jackson, who were all big time talents. He was a, he was a, listed as the, as the primary recruiter for some of those guys as well. So he's a guy that can recruit all the positions. Again, I think he's someone that from a recruiting standpoint, definitely elevates the staff. All right. Lots of names to know. Check out the website inside the where we talk about even more names than we discussed here. We just wanted to get something out quick. Um, I'm sure we'll have more to talk about next week after the weekend. Uh, as we marinate on more names and talk to sources, see what we can get. 
appreciate everyone for listening. I appreciate all our sponsors for their support. Until next time, take care. It's the most all-star studded challenge ever. And this time, it's every competitor for themselves. Best challenge ever! The Challenge All-Stars. New season now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Go to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Terms apply.